In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Get ready. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, live on Toganet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio features the powerful voices of Christy Hawley, Robin Boyd, Linda Franklin, Tracy Costin, Danny Kiernan, Susan Haid, and Lisa Dietress. Together, these women bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and Christy Holly has the day off, and we have a great show today. We have Lou Paget, who's going to be on. We're going to talk about dating men in their 50s, and she's always good to put some giggle in your jiggle and some funk in that junk in the trunk. Uh, but before we bring Lou on, I want to just quickly uh, let you guys know of a great book that just came out, Those We Love Most, and this is by Lee Woodruff, and uh, I'm a big fan of her. She's a good friend of mine. And most of you probably know Lee from ABC's Good Morning America Lifestyle and Family section. But then uh, recently she moved to CBS This Morning where she works with Charlie Rose, Gail King, and uh, Nora O'Donnell. Um, she also wrote her first book, In an Instant. That was the one that was co-authored with her husband, Bob. He was the ABC news anchor who was critically injured in Iraq in 2006. And then she wrote, a really funny book called Perfectly Imperfect, A Life in Progress, and she just came out with those we love most. So I want you guys to check her out. Go find her book on Amazon. It's a good read. Actually, all three of those books are a good read, and some of the monies from these books go to her and Bob's charity, Remind.org, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, That's a charity that um, helps wounded servicemen and women transition to the home front. So I'm going to bring Lou Paget on. For those of you who don't know who she is, you should. <laughs> She's a, <laughs> right, Lou? She's a certified. Well, it, it, it depends, on, <laughs> depends on what they're looking for, but we aim to please. We do. We do. And Lou is so fabulous because she has single-handedly given the arena of sexual education and information not only a more accessible and honest attitude, but just a whole lot of fun. I can't say her name without smiling. She is an internationally best-selling author of five books translated into 26 languages, and that is represented in over 60 countries with 3 million copies sold, which makes her rich. But beyond good jewelry, good grooming. <laughs> <laughs> and good clothing. Uh, she has a lot of great information to share with us today about dating men in their 50s. Welcome, Lou. Well, thank you. It is my pleasure to be with you. 
You know, Lou, I got to tell you, I, you know, well, everybody knows who listens to this show. I used to date a guy in his 20s, late 20s, mm-hmm. when I was in my early 40. We're just right. going to say the early 40. And a lot of the information that I found on the web about sexuality, about dating, was really driven towards guys in their 20s and maybe early 30s. Well, then I kind of, you know, switched gears for a little bit, started dating someone in in their 40s and 50s mm-hmm. and I thought hmm how different is this are men just men so I thought I'd google it I gotta tell you Lou kind of horrified in what I found um first but of all it, the- what, but did it did it clean some stuff off you know the windshield in some areas and then go like wow I didn't even know that in others no not really it was more like ew ick oh um Okay, like we the have first to figure article. out which you looked at. <laughs> yes, yes. That's not good <laughs> dating advice. Ew, ick. Um, no, the first thing that I came across was what do men want with women when they're in their 50s? It was all about grooming in the nether regions. And I was like, seriously, that's it? That's the advice you're going to give me? And then some of the other advice on there, Lou, was just about how I could be more irresistible to men like what i had to do not really what they were looking for and um it just wow i gotta tell you really left me hanging and not in a good way okay well the first question i ask people when they're saying that you know they're single or they're looking to be in a relationship or just looking to be with someone other than children Okay, <laughs> you know, because I mean, you know, people love their kids, but let's be honest, you can't really have a great conversation about the most recent thing you've read or, you know, talked about. And, well, and they're Lou, not there to be your buddies. They're there, you know, your mom or your dad. That's right. And Lou, I got to tell you, uh, the reason I laughed right out loud was because when I Googled what do 50 year old men want, there came um, uh, Kristen Amanpour, you know, the news lady. Mm-hmm. Kristen about- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About an 11-year-old girl married to a 50-year-old man. That's on the Google run, too. Well, <laughs> you know, different strokes for different folks, right? right. I mean, if we, if we look, just as an aside, this is just my comment. If you want to be in a relationship, make a decision about why you want to be in a relationship. If it's for companionship, if it's to have fun, if it's to have sex, if it's just to have someone so you can say you have someone, be honest about it because I'll tell you, you become magnetic based on what it is you're presenting. And I think it's interesting that, you know, the grooming is the issue that men are looking for. But I hear that, and and I've heard it before. But the manscaping is also the same thing. But bless people for being such freaking sheep. What they're really doing is they're following what is happening in the adult industry. So in the adult industry, everyone has to be, you know, waxed completely nude, basically, so they have a shot. Not because it's, you know, some majorly important thing, but then people download what they see. But so, I gotta, I'm gonna I'm gonna buzz in and say I am pro manscaping because no one I don't want to kiss a man for 15 minutes and cough up a hairball. So I gotta tell you, the manscaping grooming thing is probably more on the good thing. But what you're saying is that the reason that we're aware of this and the reason people are requesting this is because of the adult industry. Mm-hmm. No, there's no question. Even though it's a good thing. <laughs> <clears throat> well, here's the thing: people now have it be a good thing. 
Um, but there's industries that, you know, laser, you know, waxing, you know, they made fortunes on this. Oh. But really, if we look at it, it's what our perception of beauty is at a particular time. I, and I'll tell you, some of the biggest names in Hollywood, they do not want anyone touching that bush. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> really? Really. I'm absolutely <laughs> sincere. <laughs> oh, they, want, they want everything au naturel. They want as much. And there are other women for whom, too, they prefer a man who looks I mean, there's one woman says, I do not want anyone who looks like a boy. Okay? She said, I'm not interested in a boy. I want a man. I want someone who has, who looks as different from me as is possible. Now, you know, there are some men who, as a result of genetics, have pelts, you know, the things on their backs. That's just what is. Okay, and- that's horrible, Lou. I'm just going to tell you, I had to pull a guy in when I was a lifeguard. And I, maybe this is why, because I was only about 16 years old. And he was this big fat man with so much back hair that every time I kicked, the undulating waves of the water was reflected in his back hair. It was <laughs> truly Sad. disgusting. Sad. That is of nightmare proportions, okay? First off, the fact if he had been really gorgeous and not round like beach ball, you probably would have thought it was cool. Okay. <laughs> we'll call him the hairy beach ball from now on. Exactly. But if he hadn't been a round beach ball, you probably would have thought it was a whole lot better. Okay. okay. You know, it's all about the relatability. So here we have, what are these men looking for? You know, <clears throat> I'll tell you, the scales have shifted slightly. For women who are over 40 or over 50, now it's the young men are coming after them. Really? Really? That? <laughs> you, you, what, you haven't found that? I do. I, I have. I, in the yes, last five years since I've been single, I have been asked out proportionally, in a great proportion, more by guys in their 20s than guys in their 40s, 50s, or 60s. Uh-huh. And here's the other thing. The whole dynamic has shifted because the women who are 40 and 50, first off, they likely have a life. They know the direction that they're going. And assuming that, you know, and look, no one wants to be with someone who's whining and fetching and, like, has an issue. You know, that's what therapy is for. <laughs> <laughs> have ye added to a therapist. <laughs> but men want a woman that, A, they are proud to be seen with and that the other men in the room want to be with. Okay. Is that true of all men or just men in their 50s? Majority of men. Majority Period. of men. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, here's the other thing. I'm going to give you an example of what also, I mean, the availability of sex is not your marketable key, okay? Let me just point out that even if it is the God's honest truth, if you go on a date with someone and you, it's the only time you've ever had sex on the first date, it doesn't matter if you tell him, and it is the truth, and, you know, God will support you. He doesn't believe you. Really? Flat out will not believe you. <laughs> wow, and, okay. And that's the thing that I find so amazing about this is, honestly, Sam, I've just been speaking with someone who their son, I haven't been speaking with them, that, you know, Paul, my boyfriend, was speaking 
with this gentleman. And this gentleman has a son who is incredibly good looking. And I know we have one minute until we're, our, we go to break. You know and I'll save, I'll save break, that for Ben. Because this is going to be a good one. I can just feel it. So I'm going <laughs> to take us to commercial is. break. You guys, I am here with, with sex expert, world-renowned, best-selling author, Lou Paget. You can check her out at loupaget.com. Christy Holly is uh, not with us today, but she is probably at home listening because she's got a bun in the oven, a baby on the way. So she's taking the day off. We're going to come back from the break, and we're going to talk more about what men want in their 50s. We're going to talk about the adult industry and how it shapes our viewpoints. We're going to talk about love finding, finding love after 50, because for many of us in our 40s now or nearing 50 or over 50, it's a really big deal. And the stuff that's on the internet, got to tell you, girls, not the greatest. That's why I brought Lou Paget on today. When you come back from the break, let's listen in and hear what she has to say. Now let's go to break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my dreams, got my life, got my love, got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard? Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that you gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. The IRS can and will track your income. Can you? It's time to bulletproof your taxes. Yes, bulletproof your taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. As a business owner, you know that tax deductions can lower your tax liability, but deciding which expenses are deductible and how to claim them can be confusing, frustrating, and ultimately costly when you're wrong. Former IRS audit supervisor Nellie Williams will help you learn what is deductible and when to take that deduction to avoid raising IRS red flags. She'll teach you how to survive an IRS audit so you don't have to pay more tax, interest, or penalties. Each week, Nellie will be here to teach us as entrepreneurs and small business owners how to pay our fair share and not a penny more. Check out her website, BulletproofYourTaxes.com. Then join us for Bulletproof Your Taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck. 
bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today sans Christy Holly, but with Lou Paget, best-selling sex author, and we are talking about dating men in their 50s. We're going to talk about finding love after 50, and I had to interrupt Lou to go to commercial break. So we are going to resume with Paul. Okay, so Paul's your, your boyfriend, significant other, mm-hmm. absolute cutie pie. I'm a big fan of his. Um <laughs> But so tell me, what's the story? Okay. So when I make the comment, when I get asked, and honestly, you know, I'm, you know, I may have five books that are in the area, you know, of sexuality and sexual health, but let's be completely honest. The majority of people are not going to be ha- being sexual with someone they don't have a relationship with. And Oh, wait, we call that marriage. What? Well, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, let me tell you something. You want me to cut to the chase about what marriage is? Here's yes. the deal. You want to know what marriage is? Look at divorce. Nowhere in divorce does it say, oh, let's divide up happy thoughts. <laughs> let's divide up I love yous. <laughs> no. Marriage really is about the transfer of assets, whether it is children, whether it's property, whether it's money, whether it's a title. Okay? Let's cut to the chase. That's what it was set up to do. Then we added in love around the turn of the last century and blew the whole concept of why people got married, you know, into the nether regions. People had to get married before in, you know, in villages and whatever because they needed two people in, in, agrarian, in agrarian societies in order to run a farm and to, to provide support. Well, but that's true. Ma- You've got to produce like 13 children to milk the cows, reap right. the... You know, you, didn't, you, you know, you needed to have someone who was a partner for you. And people say, oh, marriage has lasted so much longer than. Look, do a little bit of anthropological research and wake up and have a coffee. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> people died. You were deserted. People ran out. You didn't know where they went to. And so there were many marriages then, you know, the turn of 19, like 1900s. They didn't last nearly as long as they do now. A, people live longer. And B, we have, you know, a longer lifespan and there's more things. Our health tends to be better and there's an easier way to track down someone who tends to leave. Well, and if you were in the 1900s, you could kill your husband, dispose of the body and there were no forensics. Right. (laughs) They didn't they didn't have shows that would say, oh, my God. Look under, you know, look under the fingernails and you're going to discover it. Da, 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 da. That lethal poison. But here's the thing. For when I look at this, I get asked all the time, how do I know whether or not I'm in a, the relationship that's going to last? How do I know what's going to happen next? And, you know, we'll cover some of those because I know when people are choosing, honest to God, the main reason people choose badly is they have broken pickers. Okay. <laughs> So, man, I must have have been missing a picker at that point. I'll tell you, we've got, you know, we've got picking well 101, okay? Okay. And it's not not that complicated. Anyways, to go back to a story that Paul shared with me, a gentleman he knows has an incredibly uh, good-looking 16-year-old son who uh, happens to have an older sister. And the girls now... And I've seen this for probably 10 years, and I don't know if you've seen it as well, but women who have really good-looking sons, they have found that the, the peer group girls 
are very sexually aggressive. Very, very much so. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, even in the elementary school, I have one, I have two sons that are very nice looking, and I can't tell you they've been kissed, they've been, you know, bitched at because they didn't want to, you know, be the girl's boyfriend in third right. grade. They've been dissed because they didn't give them a Valentine. I mean, even as young as elementary school, the women, girls today, are very, very aggressive with good-looking boys or men. Absolutely. And the boundaries, there's almost like their mothers forgot to tell them about boundaries. Well, good manners. I mean, I would have been spanked into next week if I acted the way these little girls did. Oh, and so I, and I agree with you. So what has happened, these girls, again, going back to, if you think that what you have between your legs is so special, let me send you a Valentine and tell you it's not. <laughs> It's simply not. And it's not culturally, it's okay, it's not politically correct, but I'm going to tell you from an anthropological standpoint, flat out, plain, seriously, men, it doesn't matter what age, they still want it to be their idea that they're pursuing you. Okay. Okay? So what happened is this young man, um, his older sister, and these are very, very well-off group of kids. She is at a party, and this, you know, let's call him, you know, Tom. Tom is at a party, and the sister's friend, so a couple of years older, comes up and says, oh, come on, you know, keeps phoning him up and saying, come on, let's just go hook up. And he's like, no, I, I, you know, I'm not interested. I have a girlfriend. So she walks with him. She grabs his arm at a party, marches him into another room, sits on the countertop, lifts up her skirt, exposes herself totally, points to her genitals and says, this could be yours just by the asking. Ew! On the counter where food is served? Good heavens, on a counter of some proportion or whatever. But (laughs) whether it's, you know, wherever it is. So she's doing this full-on display as if that's going to be marketing her. Ew. If that's going to make her be desirable, I can't tell you there's no bigger turnoff. Now, do men want to know that you find them desirable? Absolutely. Do, can you all of a sudden, you know, change yourself to be someone to <clears throat> attract X, Y, and Z? Chances are no. But what you can do, and this is what I tell women all the time, look, exercise your frickin' chick gene. If you are okay, not looking, we need some specific. I need some clarification okay, here. I'm okay. still stumped by pussy in the dip. You know, just I just can't even get beyond that. But, but okay, what is the chick gene? The chick gene is you are clean. You have you presented yourself well. This is not about having the skirt slid up to here and your breasts on a platter. Some women think that. That's not necessarily the case. Remember, go back and listen to what I said initially. Men are interested in being with women they are proud to be seen with. Now, that may mean that they are with them for one night because all they're going to do is have an evening of sex and then that's it. But when I make the comment that men want to be with a woman they're proud to be seen with and the other men in the room want to be with... That's a woman who has her own direction, who has her own confidence. And I'm going to tell you right now, the more that you are having a good time in your own life, the more magnetic you are. And if your big thing is about, I have to be in a relationship, well, just stand still and rest assured, it's nothing that you really want is going to be showing up. 
Or get a dog. <laughs> or get a dog or get something. But here's the thing. You can say, you know what, I'd really like to be in a relationship. But you know what, the right person hasn't shown up yet. And you know what, for women and for men, it, you don't have to have 20. You just need one. You know? You know, the, that's so interesting, Lou, because what what I see on the Internet, and I know the Internet's the greatest, like, marketing tool in the world, so it's driven by sales, driven by money, Um all I see, though, is what is attractive to men is your beauty, is your clothes, is your the way you present yourself in a physical way that you can buy in a store. And what you're telling me is with this chick gene, is it the femininity that attracts them? Is it the difference between men and women? What is that chick gene doing? Well, the femininity part of it is part how you present yourself. But let's be honest, the majority of people do not have the bodies of the 17-year-old models who are on the magazines or in the clothes. But most men want to be with, and uh, hey, I'll use an example of someone who has written all kinds of things for dating on the Internet. And he was looking for himself. Now, this is a guy who started writing the, uh, he, what was his first book? I think it was entitled, I Can't Believe I Bought This Book. <laughs> and really what it is, is on online dating. And it, he really did. And what he found, what Ethan found, is that he started looking only for the women who were the nines and the tens. Because, you know, he knew how to craft the things to make it look. And he kept getting trashed. And then what he did is he went for a seven who had the heart of a 10. So thinking that you're only going to be getting what the external surface is, please. I mean, that's so not the case. What he was finding is that the women who were the nines and the tens weren't a match for him. They didn't, they, they didn't have the same sensitivity he wanted. They didn't have the heart that he wanted. And then he met this other woman and now they are married and they've just had their second child. This isn't Ethan Alexander, is it? But yeah, no, it's not. And um, not Alexander. Ethan. Oh, or Ethan Campbell. Oh, why can't I think of Ethan's surname? I'm looking oh. here at my bookcase. Okay, go look in your bookcase because um, I'm standing right here this in front is of really it. important. Yes. Because I want to read his book because that's just, I mean, it's so important what the reality is. Exactly. Now, here's the other thing. When you're online and dating, the other thing you have to look at is find out whether or not this person is, you know, are they married? Don't just assume that they're unattached and available. The reason why. The website um, Ashley Madison got created is so that people who were married could have an online relationship. Really? There's a site for that? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's been around for about four or five years. Oh, I got to take us to commercial break. This is fascinating. I thought I knew everything about the internet. Clearly, I don't. Uh, my guest today is Lou Paget. She's a best-selling sex author. She's been on television. She has her own radio show. She's just got lots of great information. She's loads of fun. Uh, we're halfway through the show, and those of you who missed the first part, you can pick us up on iTunes. You can pick us up on Motherhood Talk Radio or on our host station, Toginet. 
and uh, hear the first part of the show, plus our over 100 other shows. So when we get back from the break, we're going to find out who that author is, right, Lou? Yes, yes, yes. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on Toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, on Togginet.com. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out alexlaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. Remember, listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Trying to keep your head up to the sky. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Lou Paget, and we are talking about dating men in their 50s, and we are talking about love and relationships and all the different variations that those take. We had a little anthropology. We had a little history. We had a little smut. Man, Lou, we're just, we're just covering the gamut here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think what we, when we look at why... You know, let's look for just one brief moment. The majority of the reasons why people want to be in a relationship is really because they want to be loved. And 
People want to be loved for who they are, not for who they aren't, which is why playing games or being something that you're not. I mean, years ago, oh, God, it was about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there was a book called The Rules, which was a complete and absolute joke. Part of it was. Another part of it was the real message was treat yourself like you're special and don't drop everything for, you know, a man. Make him come and get you. You know, it wasn't, you didn't have to, you know, the, you didn't have to um, pretend you were something you're not. Now, the one woman, the two women who wrote it, one of the women was great and had a background in PR, so she was able to get all kinds of exposure for the book. I happened to have been at an event watching, you know, the two of them, and it was a group of women who really wanted to be in a relationship. And what I saw from the one long blonde-haired woman, I can't remember her name, was how incredibly selfish and self-centered she was, which was a shock to me. Well, I remember that book, and I remember when the rules came out, and I thought, wow, she just sounds like a bitch. I mean, she why was, you know what? She was the one who, her? you know, she was the one who, you know, talked about her husband had to do this, and he had to do this, and, and then what a shocker when book number three was being written and the publisher discovered that her husband was divorcing her. Ah, well, I'm divorced. I can't go, ah, but I'm going to go, ah, no. anyway, because but I just no, thought... But it's like representing that I have the world's most amazing marriage because, and I'm sure it's just he just got tired of everything being about her. Sure. Anyways, so here's the one thing I will tell people. If you are interested in being in a relationship, be honest as to why you, wanna, you want one. And, you know, it, it's also the main reason that I see why people have marriages that blow up in their face, because they tell someone, oh, I really, really, really want to be married, when what they really, 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 really want is to be a parent. So they want to have children. They don't really want to be in a relationship. So well, do you have to go to a shrink? Like, what if you don't know? Like, I'm in a relationship right now. I really want to be in a good relationship. But I can't tell you, I can't articulate why I want that. I can barely even articulate why I like the guy I like. It's just, it, I'm kind of emotionally stunted that way. Sandra? Yes. <laughs> I've, I've known you quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. To say that your dating prowess, you haven't really exercised your dating gene well. No, it's kind of been crash and burn. But what it has been is really what's been put in front of you and what's been made available. True. I haven't really made a whole lot of effort. Right. So you're getting what shows up versus what you chose. Definitely in my marriage. I I didn't choose. It just showed up and I married it. But you know what? And you were clear about why you were marrying him. That's true. That's clear. true. I was very clear in those days. Uh-huh. I got more unclear as I got older. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were clear. Now, let's go back here for a sec and talk about the name of the, the author for I Can't Believe I'm Buying This Book is Ethan Mark Katz, K-A-T-Z. Oh. And he has written a subsequent book, This Is Why You're Still Single. <clears throat> now, when I wrote my book, um, Great Lover Playbook, the yep. reason that I did is because people would say to me, how do I know you know, uh, you know, that this relationship is going to work or what are the things people must share with you all their really best ideas. And I said, they do. They tell me the things that they, and, and it's like getting dance steps. When you have, when you see someone do something kind in front of you, 
it impacts you as much as the person who's receiving that kindness, which is why people love to go to romance comedies, okay? It puts them into a different state of mind. So when I say to people, look, read some of these things about the things that when people knew why they had met the person they wanted to be with. For many men, it is something that they may be taken care of socially and sexually and all of that other sort of stuff, and they may even be married or engaged, and then all of a sudden they look across the room and boom, there's the one that hits them. They don't expect it. They're not going to look for it. It wasn't something they were planning on, but I can tell you when men have told me that there is the download, and, and I talk about this all the time. And I'll tell you, Sam, one of the reasons why the, the trilogy Fifty Shades of Grey has been so massively popular is that this is the story and the involvement of a relationship of a man who absolutely wants a woman, and he wants her. He doesn't know why. He is a complete dunderbolt when it comes to being in a relationship. But so this, is this what they talk that love at first sight? Oh, this, or is this something yes. different? This is love at first sight. It's coup de foudre. It's the Italian thunderbolt. It's whatever term you want to use. But it is the one that men spend their lives with their eye on the horizon waiting for that one to come along. Do women have it or is it just a man thing? Women have it as well. Ooh. And it's something where it's that, whoa. And it is, for a lot of people, it is energetic. And it is invariably when they're not looking for it. Wow. So here's what I tell people. Look, make you and have fun. Now, the main reason people often go to an astrologer, a psychic, wherever it may be, they're looking to see, what is the person coming in? How do I know what's happening? And you know what? For majority of times, the only time people go to see someone like often is when they're in a state of chaos or crisis. When their life is like going along just fine, they kind of like don't seek out advice, do they? Well, we could throw in panic and fear into that list. I would say those are pretty, pretty, uh, you know, you hit a birthday or a milestone or something coming up, you know, puts you in that panic or just abject fear. You know, like speaking of that, I'll tell you, after age 40, the ending of relationships and marriages, the majority are done by women. Oh, I believe it. I can't tell you how many of my friends pulled the plug. And you know, they raised their kids and they're just done. Yeah. And you know when they normally do that? Around a zero birthday. Oh, really? Zero birthdays have a lot of importance. So what people will do is they'll look at their past. Hmm. Then they'll look at their future. Hmm. And then they'll look at their past again. They go, I don't think I want that in my future. And then they look at their spouse and go, ooh. And, or, you know, they say, you know what? This is not becoming the life that I want to continue with. Well, so, I can tell you, especially that big four zero. when I hit that, that was tough for me, you know, to be a single mom at 40 and look around and go, you know, what is it I want out of life? I mean, I certainly didn't sign up to be a single mom with two kids, but there's a lot of great things that go along with it. But you're right, Lou, that 40 or the 30, you know, and I don't know, I haven't hit the 50 yet. I'll let you know when I get there. But you're right. Those are definitely the evaluation, you know, birthdays. Sure, sure. And it's, also, whenever you go through um, any life event, you know, your child starts school, something happens here, you have a change in a job, you have a change in something else, 
that's also, I mean, bless us as human beings, we do have many things that change in our lives. Now, to go back to men over 50 and what they're looking for. For the majority of men, they are looking for a woman that has their back, that is kind, that they are proud to be with. She has her own accomplishments. She has her own life. She has something about her that is just there. And you know what? We've all met those people who have the it thing, right? You do. (laughs) (laughs) Giggle, giggle, giggle. Shameless plug. (laughs) But it's something you can't manufacture. True. But what you can do is be honest about who you are. And one of the things I find so amazing is that many women and many men are not willing to do a real personal inventory on what are their really good things and what are the things that are kind of like, eh, not so clean. I'm, not, you know, I'm not so mad keen about that, my dear. And they don't really do a, they're not honest with themselves. Now, I'll tell you, if you are, looking to date men who are over 50, here's the thing that you need to know. For the majority of them, they've had children. They may not want to have more children. They may be wanting to be with someone, you know, to look at a future of, I'm going to be retiring in 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is. I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. They want someone who has a similar interest. They don't want to have to babysit someone. I mean, there may be some people who, you know, they think, listen, I'll do this for this person. But for the majority of them, they do not feel there's, they want to be with someone that makes their life better. And if you don't make someone's life better, why would they be there? Hmm? Just a really simple question. It you is, know? Lou. It is, Lou. And I'm, I'm still fixated on the it factor. In our closing segment, I would like to talk about the it factor because I have my own thoughts on what the it factor is. And I think people get the it factor more as they get older, and we can explore that. I, um, I, can, I totally agree with you. And then shall we also talk about picking well 101? Yes, because I flunked that like 101 times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, i got to take us to commercial break. This is Sandra Beck. Christy Holly is on break today. We're going to send some healing vibes over there so that she feels strong and cooks this baby. Um, Let's see. Our guest next week is going to be Mafalda Halperin. She is a uh, mom of two very small children. She runs an HR company out of her house, and uh, she's going to give us some insight into how it was to build her business with two kids under the age of two, which is just so much fun. I did it myself and and, uh, would not recommend it to anyone. Actually, I would. It's a lot of fun. So when we come back from the break, we're going to visit with Lou Padgett. We're going to talk about the it factor. We're going to talk about some other great things, so you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, Lou is fantastic. You can find her at loupadgett, L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T dot com. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. It's
Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy, and triumph, revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Lou Paget. Uh, we've got a couple notes coming in. It's Evan Mark Katz. That's the dating coach that Lou's been talking about. And I'm going to say a shout-out to him that whoever's doing his Photoshopping has to determine whether his eyes are green, brown, or blue. If you Google him and his photos come up, so do his changing eyeballs. So just You know, but, uh, darling, contacts, contacts, contacts. Uh, you know, one of them, he looks like something out of Star Trek. So I'm thinking it's either contacts or Photoshop. And not you know sure. what? <laughs> I will say that on one of my books, they put uh, a mauve screen on so that the color of the little, there was a little lips on it so that the lips were red. And they yeah. came, I went from having blonde hair and green eyes to having red auburn hair dark eyes and i i look like this caricature of myself it was horrendous <laughs> i mean literally i was like mortified to send that book out 
Oh, well, that's like my flipper arm picture when I did a thing for uh, this Shining Service Worldwide bracelet, and they asked me to stand a certain way so I could feature the bracelet, and I put my arm against my hip against a black backdrop, and it, like, there's a crease in your, like, I don't know, whatever the bone is there, and there was, like, a fin, like, the skin had bent down, and I'm like, we call it the flipper arm picture because I look like I have a fin, and there's just nothing you can do when that stuff goes out on the web or a book cover or wherever. You can't get it back. No, and, and I thought to myself, who was the ding-dong who didn't realize that the author didn't look like the author? I think I, I mean, I know. That. You know who I look like? I look like a modified form of the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And what they did, they even did a bad Photoshopping of my mouth, so I had Jack Nicholson Joker mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker lips. That's it. You got that to go. But you know, it, to that's my Amazon. big problem. You know, I'm having a good day. I do remember, I can't remember why, but I do remember looking at one of your book covers going, God, that doesn't even look like her. I mean, you still looked beautiful, but you didn't look like you. But now everyone go to Amazon.com, <laughs> type in Lou Paget, pull up her book, look at the front cover, back cover, find the Joker lips and, and oh, write it. Oh, dear. No, it was like, it was like yikes. <laughs> Anyways, let's go back. We are supposed to be here. We're putting together the relationship recipe. Okay? Yes. yes. And, and let's talk the it factor first because that to me is really important. And you know what? I want everyone to know they have their own it factor. I have an identical twin sister. I have an older sister. I have a younger sister. And none of us have or attract the same people. None of us. And... So I know that there's something uniquely that each of us has. And I've known it since I was a little unit because, you know. Because you're a duplicate. <laughs> exactly. You know, she's, you know, my clone. So, but the people who were attracted to her as friends and as boyfriends, even, even when we were like five and six years old, they were not attracted to me. Oh, absolutely, Lou. I got to tell you, from sitting across from you and Dee, identical twins, still look identical to this day. Your personalities, your energies, your everything other than the external shell is very, very different. And I'll tell you, you know, when we talk about the it factor, there's some of us that have the it factor when we're very young. And I believe that comes from the parenting of the child that brings out their authentic self. Because when you are just you, like when I'm just being me, Lou, mm-hmm. I'm great. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it that way, but I'm fun to be around. You know, I'm all these things that I don't worry about and I don't try to be anything else. But then we go to school and we read magazines and we see movies that they're always trying to improve us. And yes, we need improvement in some areas, but we don't need that authentic intrinsic improvement. We're fantastic the way we are made. I see that in my little kids. I try to encourage that uniqueness mm-hmm. and make that's why I see the it factor coming out in older people because they're like too damn tired. They're too damn old. They've walked this planet long enough. They just want to be themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I said, but I do think every person has their own it factor. Agreed. And it is there. And it may be the thing that you don't even know what it is. So I would suggest to people who are single and looking to meet someone or, you know, look at themselves, you know what, before you go and, you know, join a gym, well, if you need to be in shape, do something, 
you know, it, it, look, no one wants to be with a piece of bruised fruit, okay? <laughs> Plainly <laughs> yes, and simply. I'm the brown banana. Who wants exactly. to date me? <laughs> I had a gentleman who he was divorcing, and he said, I've got to get to the gym. And he says, he says, like, right now, and he was like, and I said, what in heaven's name is your problem? He says, honey, I look like bruised fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. I said, oh, my God. He says, do you think I'm going to get chosen if I look like this? And I said to him, quite honestly, no, you won't get chosen. <clears throat> there goes the self-esteem right down the well, elevator. No, but he was oh. honest. And I said, you know, the thing that, the thing that makes people appealing is their heart. And really, when your heart is doing something that you like to do, that's why for many women, there'll be a guy that they may not necessarily think is overly attractive or something. And women tend to fall, women tend to be more about what is the person like and how do they relate to other people. And there may be something that he does. And I tell men this all the time. Women fall in love with you often for reasons you don't even know. It may be something that you did something kind to something and you didn't even know she saw it. And she was like, wow, that's... So here's the other thing for men. When you are who you are genuinely... There's nothing that is scarier for most men than an angry woman. Okay? <laughs> really? Oh, my God, yes. They do not want to be around angry women. Someone who is like always has something that they're whining about or they're upset about or men are the problem. Look, if men are the problem, find a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Switch. Do something else. But don't be sitting there making your whole life be about I'm such a victim. No, you're not. You're really not. And, yes, look, have I had issues where I was in a relationship and someone did not behave, you know, the way I thought was appropriate? Yeah, that's called being alive and, you know, having experiences. Does it mean that my whole life is about that person behaving that way? No. It's when – here's what I got a really great tip one time when I was um, starting my job at 20th Century Fox. And I didn't know anyone there. And a friend of mine who was a therapist said, because I have always been very guarded and, you know, and this woman knew me from the gym. So she'd been around me enough to know that I was like, mm. and so did I want to be in a relationship? Yes. But I kept everything at arm's length. And she said, as a therapist, she said, you know, your life would occur so differently if you acted around people the way you act around animals. And I love animals. I think I'm like, because she had these four dogs, she had these cats, she had everything. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so gorgeous. And she said, <laughs> and, you know, I'd, I'd snuggle with them. And she said, your life would occur so differently. And so when I started at Fox, I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if this does work. So, and she said, and if someone is, if dog isn't nice, she said, you don't keep playing with it. You just push it away and go, you know what, I don't want to play with you. She said, if you did that with people, she was absolutely right. When I started at Fox, I would just say hi to people and go, hi. And you know what? Just because you say hi to someone doesn't necessarily mean they get to get in your pants. It means you said hi, okay? So don't worry. (laughs) And if you're clear about why you're there or what you're doing, but I know that I, and if you look at people and you say, hey, have a good day, that's all it takes. And if you ever, as a woman, I'm going to give you the best line I have ever heard a woman tell another man, tell a man who she was interested in, 
to approach her. And when I've told men about this, the men go like this, ooh, I like that. And this is men who are, you know, 30s to 60s, 70s. And this woman had had a, she had a lot more experience with dating, and he was coming out of a long-term marriage and really, really shy. And she said, you know, if you asked me out, I'd say yes. Oh. Now, isn't that great? Yeah, I think that would work on most men. I mean, not oh, yeah. homeless men. But. Here's, here's, <laughs> you know, but here, yeah, here's what it is. It tells them, A, you find them interesting, but you're not going to take their testicles and put them in your purse. You're going to let them keep them. <laughs> and most men don't want, most men want to keep them intact. They don't want well, to and I think, fans. too, don't, most women want the man to be the man, you know? Not- I mean, I, I had that conversation today with my girlfriend who I, you know, picked up at the um, airport that for, it's not culturally, you know, it's not politically correct, but even if a woman is making all of her own money, she still wants a man who makes money. It's Absolutely. culturally, it's, it's anthropologically down in our brain. We want someone who we know we can rely on. Not complicated. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, there, you know, the picking well 101, you have got to be really clear about your two main reasons why you want to be in a relationship. If it's because you want fathers for your children, if it's because you want to have support, say that. Say, I'm really looking for someone to parent with me. Don't say you want a partner. That's changing those vowels around. You want a parenting person to parent well with you. That person will show up. Be honest. Be into whatever it is you're doing. The more fun you're having in your life, the more people you're going to run into. And then the other thing that happens, when you meet that person, you go like this, where did all of these other people come from? (laughs) Because they come out of the freaking woodwork. They do. They do. I think you give off a different energy, and especially because you give off that energy when you're happy. And, Lou, I know when we go out to dinner, the two of us, and we giggle and we laugh and we have the best time at these restaurants, I'm amazed at all the heads that turn and look at us, not just men, but women alike, going, look at those two women having so much fun, enjoying themselves, having a great time. And we're just there talking about, you know, nail polishes, books, whatever it is. Um you know what? I got to close the show. I could talk to you forever. Loupaget.com. Check her out. She is one of my best friends in the entire world. She is fabulous, fantastic. She's guiding me through single motherhood like you would not believe. And I can tell you, for the few men that listen to the show, buy your book. Get your wife to buy the book. You will, all of them, you will not be disappointed. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood.